0: Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of June 17th through June 23rd, 2013. Vulnerability activity remained decreased from previous periods. The highlights for the period were the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update Advisory for June of 2013, uh, continued WordPress vulnerabilities, and spam campaigns based on the NSA Prism event themes and website compromises. The Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update for June 2013 corrects 40 vulnerabilities in the Java Runtime Environment component, which are included with Java SE JDK and JRE 7 Update 21 and prior, Uh, JDK and JRE 6 Update 45 and prior, JDK and JRE 5.0 Update 45 and prior, and JavaFX 2.2.21 and prior. Apple, Red Hat, and CentOS released updates for their products. Unlike several of the recent Java SE updates, there's no known exploit activity occurring in the wild with these vulnerabilities. However, Java vulnerabilities continue to be highly targeted and exploited by attackers, and exploits for these vulnerabilities will likely develop. Cisco released a security advisory uh, addressing multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Telepresence TC and TE software and a security notice for a Cisco Webex social cross-site request forgery vulnerability. Two significant spam email campaigns occurred during the period. The first involved the previously reported NetTraveler campaign, which is now using messages with themes associated with the NSA PRISM news events. The second is a campaign involving the compromise of website advertising, which was used to deliver malicious code to reported 65 websites. The malicious advertising infected the visiting users with the zero-access malicious code and likely additional malicious code. In vulnerability reporting, Microsoft announced a new bug bounty program that will provide cash to researchers that report their vulnerabilities to Microsoft under the terms of the program. IntelliShield published 122 events last week, 74 new events, and 48 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the Physical Risk Management category. While protests continue across the globe in Turkey, London, and Egypt, recent protests in Brazil seem to have caught the government unprepared and slow to respond to the growing number of protesters. Uh, Major protests across the country, totaling over an estimated 1 million protesters, have occurred in all of Brazil's major cities. Several of the protests have turned violent, uh, led to clashes with police, and resulted in several injuries, despite protester and government efforts to control the violence. The protests have erupted as Brazil is hosting the Confederation Cup soccer tournament, raising concerns over the security for the upcoming 2014 World Cup and 2016 Olympic Games. With thousands of visitors currently in Brazil for the Confederation Cup, cup officials have stated that the tournament has not been disrupted and they don't plan to cancel the tournament. A recent announcement by the government stated intelligence organizations were being redirected to monitoring social media in the protests, uh, pulling them off the security efforts supporting the Confederation Cup. As the situation has grown, the peaceful protests have been turned by a smaller number of violent protesters, and the government remains slow to respond. While many have questioned Brazil's security measures, the non-participating Brazilians, visitors, and Confederation Cup teams could easily get caught up in these roaming protests and violence. It appears few anticipated the rapid growth of the protests the turn to violence or the government's lack of leadership response to provide the necessary security, all of which raises questions over the government's ability to handle the larger upcoming events. The use of social media and monitoring of those sites has become an integral part of most demonstrations and protests, which, again, should have been anticipated and already occurring. Improved tools and applications have made this increasingly easy and should be a part of every organization's security monitoring, brand protection, and business intelligence functions. And next, in the legal risk management category... Spot Squad is a Canadian company with a new smartphone app that promises the smartphone user a cut of a fine after reporting a parking violation. After choosing the particular violation from a menu and taking a geotagged picture of the infraction, the app ships the picture to the responsible police department or parking lot operator based on the GPS coordinates found in the photo. A police officer or parking lot attendant would then verify the violation and issue a citation. Spot Squad promises to increase the payout percentage with higher cumulative numbers of reported violations, encouraging repeat usage. The app currently supports reporting parking violations in Canada only, but the concept could be expanded for any illegal or questionable behavior anywhere. Littering, spitting on the sidewalk, jaywalking, or crossing a street against the crossing light could be lucrative for an observer. This app requires location data to be embedded in the pictures it takes, and also conceivably makes a record of the time and location of the photographer's presence. Rewards, particularly in the form of money, seem to immediately cause humans to voluntarily give up all sorts of information about themselves or others. This means more metadata provided to the cloud, and not just about the subject of the photograph, but also of the photographer. While the app is currently specific to Canada, they have plans to expand, In the meantime, it might be prudent to make sure your car parking activities are both legal and courteous, at least while in Canada. This week in the Identity Risk Management category. Two sources this week demonstrate the growing use of biometrics and the use of facial recognition software. A Florida school system was piloting the use of iris scans to track students. Apparently, the program got a little ahead of itself and failed to obtain the parents' permission to collect the students' biometric information. A second report released information indicating that the majority of U.S. states provide driver's license photos to a searchable database used by law enforcement agencies for multiple identification purposes, and few of the drivers were aware of the photo's exposure or usage. With identity management at the forefront of many security organizations' agendas, these examples should serve as a reminder to ensure that efforts are acting both within ethical and legal standards and with open communication of what's being collected, how it's being secured from unintentional exposure, and how it's being used. It's highlighted in several privacy and identity studies. Most people will opt in if they understand these factors and see a benefit to opting into a program. As evidenced in these and several other recent events, finding out that your information is being used without your knowledge or permission after the fact usually results in a completely opposite and opposing reaction. One consideration for the security measures required for data is its persistence. While it's fairly easy to cancel, replace, or change some data, such as a compromised credit card or a financial account, persistent data, such as biometrics or healthcare information, remains sensitive and cannot be recovered or changed once it's been exposed. Generally, the higher the level of persistence of the data, the higher the levels of security that's required. And finally, in the mobile risk management category, Researchers at the University of Erlangen-Nuremberg in Germany have discovered that the list of pre-shared keys assigned by default for personal hotspots on Apple iOS devices is relatively limited and easily determined. Despite using current technologies to encrypt Wi-Fi connections, a user of an iOS device is at risk if they use the default password supplied by iOS for a shared data connection. The security of ad hoc connections is only as strong as the credentials required for access. Mobile telephone operators frequently give customers the option to share a device's data connection with a known user through a pre-shared secret. This is attractive to both the customer and the operator for reasons of convenience and revenue, respectively. It would appear that Apple chose to utilize a relatively small list of default keys to quickly enable such connections, uh, seemingly at the expense of robust security. As always, creating a unique password that's both appropriately complex, uh, with a combination of letters, numbers, and characters, as well as something unique and easily remembered will help minimize exposure to dictionary attacks and the like. In addition, take advantage of features designed to monitor client connections to the hotspot. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report visit www.cisco.com/go/sio and select the cyber risk reports link tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations thanks for listening and stay safe